Have you ever wondered what it takes to get kids out hunting? This is a question that has come up multiple times and had a good friend EJ actually message this one in where we're learning this for the first time, but what are some tips and things that we can keep in mind to get the youth out there, get our kids out there enjoying bow hunting? So that's what this episode 22 is all about. Getting kids outside, experiencing the hunt, shooting a bow, and having fun doing it. So I want to dedicate this episode to just that. Before we begin, I wanted to share a thought of something that I've been seeing in the forums quite a bit. This one came from Clay in an Archery Life Facebook group. And this is a uh, common trend as we're getting older, hitting that, hitting that 40, 40 age. I'm, I'm hitting it. I was just talking to my brother-in-law actually today. We were talking about how we're getting creaky, the, the shoulders, the knees, just all of that. One this guy, Clay, actually shared, you know, what are some ways to watch for that because he's starting to feel some shoulder pain. One thing that I have done is keep a rubber band, that big giant exercise band. I'll put it in my door in my truck so it's always with me. I think I shared this on a previous episode how, like, I'm an unpaid Uber driver for my children. So I'm running around doing a lot of errands dropping off off at a practice or what have you. And I've just got those little funny time frames where it's like 10 minutes there, 20 minutes there. I have that rubber band in my door. I'll pull that thing out and I'll just keep my shoulders warm. I'll do little exercises, kind of mimic pulling a bow back. It's really nice because you're always kind of working your, your joints. I've actually been feeling some pain uh, lately in my shoulder as well. Got my buddy Preston Ward coming over tonight for our physical therapy appointment. Preston Ward is at Mountain Physio. Check him out on Instagram. He's always posting really great exercises and things. I'm going to ask him about that, see if there's anything else I could be doing. But what I've heard is low weight and work it, but don't overwork it and don't try to push something that maybe shouldn't be pushed. So talk to a doctor. And I'll talk to Preston. He's a wealth of knowledge. Ask him because it's been bugging me too. But that was, a, that was a good question Clay shared on the Facebook group. I think that's something we're all facing. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's get into today's topic, talking about youth and hunting. I want to share three ways to really get the youth out there, have fun doing it, and make sure you're creating a positive experience. So real quick, Number one is make it about them. Number two is candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And number three, make shooting a bow accessible. So first, let's talk about making about them. This is something that I struggled with for a long time as I started to get my boys out because we'd go out, and time is precious, and I'd take them out during hunting season and my, my clock's ticking. I'm getting a little anxious. I want to get shots off. I want them to experience it. And so you have to balance where do you make it about them? Where do you make it about yourself? And I, what I came to is I have to do hunts that are more my speed, where I'm trekking up the mountain. I'm making split-second decisions, doing, doing my thing. I think with 
when the kids are there, you have to like set expectations very low. You may not get any shots off. You may be, you, know, you may not see anything at all. And you have to be prepared for that. I've just tried to get the kids out there and let them experience the sounds, let them know like what's going on, show them deer signs, show them something. The other thing that I've enjoyed recently is taking them out even in the non-hunting season and just seeing wildlife. And what's cool in the spring, you generally get a lot more options to see wildlife. And we've, we've experienced that these last few weekends. We went to a cabin up north Utah this last weekend, brought the binoculars. What was really cool is I spotted a few deer on top of this ridge, like super far away. And the 12 by 50s picked that thing up so well. I couldn't believe I spotted it. And it was about dusk. It's getting dark. And I handed the binoculars over to my son. I'm like, just look like right there. And he found it and he's like, no way. And it was just crystal clear. And even things like that, I think, is just exposing them a little bit where it's not like, all right, pack up. Let's make it this big thing. I think you can piggyback, you know, glassing up some animals on a hike or piggyback another trip that you might be doing. Works super, super well. So you don't have to make it this big hunt and take them out on these big extravagant things. I think just exposing them of, hey, this is how we hunt. And this is what we would do if we were hunting that animal and teach them how to glass up things. And pretty cool, pretty cool encounter. And uh, yeah, we saw quite a few things. I didn't see the moose, but my wife saw a moose said it was coming into the yard. I was so bummed. She went up a day earlier and she's like, yeah, it was legit. And they, they had that cool encounter. So even those encounters I think are super important because they're kind of lightweight experiences. But if you do take them out and you are legit hunting, you're, you're ready to go. You got a tag in your pocket. Warmth is everything. That's one thing that bit me many times. I go out and I understand how my temperature works and I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, it's going to be a long sleeve. It's going to be this type of hat, gloves, no gloves with kids. It's like hand warmers. It's, you know, as much as you can to keep them warm. They can always shed it off later, but having a cold kid is rough. I took my son out in probably 35 degree weather and there's snow on the ground like November that was rough. I think I pushed it a little bit too hard. The main goal is you just got to put yourself in their position. Think like, all right, yeah, we want to get kids out there, but is it too much? Can, can we throttle this back just a little bit? Because we've all had that bad experience as kids where we're like, oh, I never want to do that again because I had a bad experience when I was eight. You know, we, we go back there. I think our kids are going to do that to some extent. So you got to find that happy balance, that little Goldilocks uh, temperature of what's just right because you want them to experience it but not go way overboard, especially if you get an animal and you're showing them how to process it. I mean, that in itself is such a cool in-depth experience. Let, you know, they're going to experience something. And I've been out times before too where we didn't see anything, and it's pretty frustrating. It's a bummer, but, you know, you just explain like, hey, that's – that's part of this. That's part of this journey. And if we just came out here and they were standing right there every time, everyone would be out here. It'd be crazy, right? So just think about that. 
and just try to make it about them as much as possible. Sometimes we have to let go of our, our personal, you know, motives and, and goals that we have. I really think it's such an honor too to bring kids out in the outdoors and show them hunting. I was interviewed a few days ago from a young boy, a coworker of mine said, Hey, you're, you know, you're bow hunting. My son's doing a paper on archery. Could he interview you? And it was cool to see him light up, you know, on zoom and we're, we're chatting and everything. And I said, what, what's your paper about? And he said, he said, the title of my paper is, is bow hunting dangerous? And in that sense, I'm thinking, okay, I got to make it about him, right? I, I'm not going to go in and do this big defense or, or whatnot. I'm just going to answer his questions and really help him discover it. And I think that's the other big thing too, when you're out there and there's the noise and the deer walking and all these things are happening at once. Let them kind of experience that. Don't, you don't have to commentate everything that's going on. Let them kind of discover it for their first time. And it, it's, it's pretty special. I think about when you went on your first hunt, how not everything was obvious and it was experiencing it for the first time. Let, let kids do that. So back to this interview though, I, I'm talking to this kid and he's like, yeah, you know, is bow hunting dangerous? And I said, you know, it can be, <laughs> uh, be careful what you search for in YouTube. You're going to, you're going to find some things. And so I've held up an arrow and I told him a few things to keep in mind, you know, watching for splintering, watching for compromises in those, in those arrows, watching your equipment of the bow, your release, you know, there are things to consider and, and watch for. And so it was a really cool discussion. And then towards the end, you know, his mom was there on the zoom and, and in the end, you could tell he was kind of like itchy, like he wanted to ask me a few more things. So we're kind of wrapping up. And I said, do, do you have another question? He said, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, go ahead. Like, I've got time. I'll talk about this all day. And he says, have you ever killed an animal with a bow? And I said, yeah, I have. And he's like, whoa, really? And I was like, yeah, it was it was a cool experience, you know, and we talked about it and he asked, you know, what, what'd you do with the meat? And, and it was just, it was really interesting because as much as we're around this, and again, if you're listening, you're new to this still, and, but most likely you've been around it. Maybe you've gone out, you, you've shot the bow, but there are people, these, these youth, they haven't been around it. They've been around screens. And so it's a really fun experience to kind of bring bring that light to them and let them kind of like, Oh, wow. You know, you, you took an animal. That's, that's awesome. The one thing else too, he asked me, why do you do it? What, what is it about bow hunting that you like? It was cool. He actually, uh, pretty, pretty sharp for a 10 year old. I mean, he, he was asking some cool questions and I just said, you know, I love the primitive side of it. You know, this is years and years of history of this is how we we've hunted for, for so long. It's not like, this sparked up 20 years ago of like this new way of hunting. I mean, this is, this goes back so, so far. And he kind of lit up a little bit and it, it was odd because you could almost see in him the DNA coming out of us as humans. This is who we are. This is where we come from these roots. It was interesting. It was, it was kind of cool. Really enjoyed that. So make it about them. Number two, don't tell my wife this one. She doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can kind of say whatever I want on here. 
candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Absolutely. So if we're doing like a multi-day thing or an overnighter, dude, I'm, I'm making it just fun, right? I mean, candy, hey, what candy do you want to go to? I mean, the gas station should be like a monumental rite of passage to get them this awesome candy. I don't care what's in that candy, fructose, corn syrup. Dude, pile it on. Seriously, let's have fun. But that, that, it was really interesting. Uh, I actually had a conversation about food with a colleague uh, about a week ago. And he's an older guy, and his kids are kind of moved off, and they've, they've left the house. And the thing I like about him, his name's Michael, and Michael comes up to me, and he kind of leans in. And, I mean, this is like we, we hadn't seen each other in a while. And he says, you know what the trick is to raising teenagers? And I was like, dude, I'm all ears, man. I got one teenager right now. I got a preteen and two right behind him. Like, give me the secret. And he said, it's food. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? He's like, take them to lunch, pull them out of school, take them to lunch. He's like, you'll be blown away how kids open up over a meal. And they're, you know, and he said, think about our history, how we communicate as people we come together around food and this is where emotions are kind of open. And this is where we kind of let our guard down. He says, we have built such a strong relationship with you know, my kids because I've kind of built that around meals and lunch. And, and I was just like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. That is, and it's so obvious, you know, it's like right there. And I, so I submit that to you uh, with some candy. I mean, do some cool food, maybe try a recipe you haven't done before. One thing I've done with my son, I'll bring meat from another hunt and like, like backstrap or something. I'll put it on a stick and I'll like cook it over a fire. And my, oh man, my kids get such a kick out of that. They're just like, Whoa, we've never made dinner this way. And, and that's those little things like that. You can just, you know, break out of the mountain houses a little bit and do something a little bit more kind of cool. And Hey, if you don't have any meat from another hunt, just go grab some steaks from the grocery store there. I said it, <laughs> you know, just make it special, make it just a little bit different, but yeah, candy, candy, candy. Tell me what your favorite candy is. I want to put it in the poll actually on Spotify. Absolutely going to do that. So tell me what your favorite candy is if you're uh, sour chocolate you almost like can't do chocolate I mean unless it's M&M's it's just the heat and the difference in temperature you got to do something like sustainable like Swedish fish something like sour patch watermelons are kind of my go-to let me know what yours is I'm curious to hear what is your go-to hunting candy the other thing though, man, I'll tell you what, that packaging, the plastic is so loud. I mean, it's like you're bringing out a chalkboard out to the hunting area and just scratching your nails across it, like opening up to get to your little, you know, Coke bottle, gummies, whatever you're eating. But man, there's some loud packaging. So there's an idea right there, some quiet packaging. I think I've seen something actually where it's like quiet reusable Ziploc-y type type stuff. That'd be cool though. Cause uh, even like a cliff bar, I'll open that thing up and I'm like, dang, this thing is loud, you know? All right. That's candy. Big believer in that. 
The number three is just making shooting a bow as accessible as possible and getting a little creative. Longtime friend Taylor West, he's a listener and good friend of mine. He hit me up a few years ago and was asking about getting a bow and got one for his son. And he has this cool downstairs where there's a portion of the basement that's unfinished and made a little shooting lane. And so we got to shoot there and he was showing me his lane and everything. And I think it went back like 15 yards. It was pretty, pretty solid. I mean, enough to like work on form and and shoot arrows. And it was, it was great. I mean, it was safe. It was, you know, thought out, but not overly engineered. I mean, it was just, you know, moved a few things out of the way and, and made a lane. The back backyard, if you can in your area and it's not disturbing anybody, you know, we've, we've always shot in the backyard and that works really well. And there's a lot you can learn at close distance. I think sometimes we get a little distance hungry and we're like, I got to shoot at 80 yards or I'm not shooting. You know, I uh, got caught in that a little bit where I always had to go out. And when you're adding drive time and you're juggling everything else as a dad, it's, it can get a little crazy. So make it as accessible as possible. Don't worry about distance so much as my son has shot his bow and it's there, it's accessible. It's really cool when he comes back from school, kind of a rough day and he's kind of a little pent up and you're feeling it. He's like, ah, you know, feeling angry. I'm like, dude, grab your bow, man. Let's go, let's go shoot bows. And it just seems to like wither stress away. It's, It's phenomenal. So that's what I got, you know, make it about them. Make those little bite-sized snackable experiences too. It doesn't have to be a full-blown hunt. You don't have to wait till hunting season. I could think of like four or five instances where we see in animals in the last few weeks where I'm, I've got the binoculars with me. I'm pointing, I'm, you know, slow down when we're driving, we'll pull over and take a look at some animals. It's, it's just being part of it. It's, it's fascinating to me. I, it's so interesting to see them in their ecosystem and maybe they see you, maybe they don't. It is just so fascinating to me. Never gets old. Never gets old looking at animals in the wild. Never. Candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Make it a thing, you know, have kind of a tradition out of it. And again, our traditions are going to be a little different than theirs in the sense of, I mean, me, when I go out by myself, it's like breakfast burrito, hit the Maverick, I'm gone. Like, I just, I want to get out there as soon as I can. So with my kid, it's like, all right, let's take our time. Let's slow down, have that, have that fun time. And then making shooting a bow as accessible as possible. Don't worry about distance. Just worry about, you know, getting those little reps in practice. I had my nephews, I was at their house up in uh, Idaho and they had a range set up and I put an apple up. I was like, Hey, hit the apple. You get a dollar. And oh man, dude, that just turned on the fire of competition. I mean, those kids were just like, oh, I'm going to hit that apple. And it was fun, you know, just little simple things like that. I think sometimes we think that we have to compete with screens, like over engineer it or make it super fun. In itself, it's fun launching an arrow out of a bow. It it doesn't need much more than that, but you could do little balloons and little things like that. It just really introduces the youth to hunting in a fun and interesting way. And I think it's also kind of our, you know, it's on us to do that. You know, it's a responsibility we have to kind of inform and educate the the next generation of hunters and uh, you can make it fun though. 
And it could be a really, really good time. Okay, so next week, I've got a really fun guest joining the show from Quiet Cat E-Bikes. So I actually run a Quiet Cat E-Bike myself. I'd love to hear any questions that you have. We've got a little time. I want to take some questions. I'll throw that in the Spotify open-ended uh, Q&A as well. Let me know what questions you have. And we, I'm, I'm really pumped to uh, connect with Quiet Cat and have this opportunity to bring this to you and talk about e-bikes in the wilderness. I think it is something that people are considering a lot more. It's not like they're brand new. The e-bikes have been out for a while now and there's a lot of different options. But I think just experiencing hunting in a different way and e-bikes for me have, have been really kind of cool even just in the last season. I tried it over a few seasons. I, honestly, I didn't have a hunting-specific bike. We're going to talk about the difference because I... I don't know. I, I was trying to be budget friendly. And so I bought a bike that just wasn't a good option. And so over the years I landed on a quiet cat and I know there's other options out there as well. Let me know though, if, uh, you're thinking about an e-bike, what questions you have, it's going to be a really fun conversation. I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, quiet cat actually has a really deep, deep roots in, in bow hunting. It's really what they were trying to do is, is get out there, be able to take equipment out like stands and other things and and come back and and haul animals out i tell you what it's a game changer it it really is and like i said man we're all getting creaky and you kind of feel like the tin man you know you got to have that oil around and so you know when you've done everything you can you're working out you're you're sticking to a routine you're still feeling like all right what else can i do um an e-bike has kind of filled that gap for me a little bit and it's made it fun. I still like, the other thing I like about it too is just optimization of time. So it's not like I don't want to hike. I mean, I went out the other day checking cameras and it just got to me to the area so quickly. And then I walked, you know, three or four miles and did some things. So that that's another thing. It's not like it replaces uh, hiking. And I think that might be a misconception where it's like, oh, well, you're just not even working and no, I mean, it, it gets you in there. It gets you some cool access. But let me know what questions you got for e-bikes. Let me, let me know if that's something uh, you've kicked around. And, yeah, pumped about that and grateful for Quiet Cat to, to join. That will be launching in the next few weeks. So this has been Youth and Hunting, Episode 22. Thanks for listening to First Generation Bowhunter. This has uh, been helpful to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Drop a rating and send it around to your friends who are fellow bow hunters, maybe just getting started. Also, if you're on those archery groups like Archery Life, Bow Hunters of America, uh, Utah Archery Addiction, or other um, you know bow hunting groups like in your region, it'd be really really helpful if you're liking what you hear. Take a screenshot of First Generation Bow Hunter logo and drop a link uh, over to, you know, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're, you're listening to it, and just share it with fellow archers. I, I'm hoping that this has been helpful to folks. I've been getting some good feedback, and I really appreciate that feedback, and always trying to fine-tune what's what's happening here on the show. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>